You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of. So is this, is this going to be Sleepy O2 version two? <laughs> the last episode we this, did at six in the morning was sleepy. It wasn't. It is, wasn't bad. This is Andrew and Paul are exceptionally busy and. I don't know. Just trying to try yeah. to get it all done, right? You got to do what you can. So that's it. Welcome back, man. I'm back from your PA travels. Thanks, dude. It was it was a good trip. Um, we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but um, yeah, it feels good to be back and and trying to get back in the rhythm of things and and whatnot. So, uh, what's what's uh, what have you been up to? I I didn't I didn't talk too much. Man, just schlubbing around, man. Just trying to get as much work done as I can for, uh, for the wild Turkey at, at, at the end of the year. And, um, I'm leaving for Delaware tomorrow, tomorrow morning. I'm, I'm the watchdog at school, which hopefully if you've got kids and there's a watchdog program in your school, what is it? Dads of great students is the dogs. And so I'm doing that tomorrow morning. You go in just hang out with a bunch of kids and, 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 walk around with a shirt on that says watchdogs and after that i'm headed to the great state of delaware for the first time so i'm gonna check another state off the list but i mean it's just and it's just um busy time of year man it's the given season so it is have you done you did the watch watchdog thing last year right now that i we're did like, yeah i've done it yeah. for uh, a few times man it is a blast and those kids love you yeah. they think you are like the coolest person ever they um, do but I'll, like we were talking yesterday, I guess yes, they had uh, in the elementary school had somebody, one of the kids, pull a fire alarm yesterday. So hopefully, uh, there's no no uh, watchdog. Paul's gonna get you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell my kids, I'm like, should I just bark at all the kids when they come in off the bus? Yeah. <laughs> and, and they thought that was so funny. So. so when I when I did my my watchdog uh, tour last year, it was. Um, uh, it was like what was it called? It was National Joke Day. You know, like like every day of the cat it has like a day, like a weird day. And so I asked the uh, the principal. I said, "Hey, can I um, can I can I start the because you do the morning announcements?" I was like, "Can I can I do a dad joke?" And he's like, "Absolutely." <laughs> so that's how I started. And then and then of course like the other guy that was with me was like, well, "I don't want to be left out. I got one." I'm like, "Let's go, man." <laughs> so that's, that's how great. we started. Yeah. I had uh, I was in one of the rooms i can't remember what they called it but like uh basically the kids would go there to burn off energy um not that you know it wasn't gym it was it was a special type of a class thing and i had i had a student that was just like really off the wall and he was like screaming at the other kids walking down the hallway and like 
Next thing I know, all these teachers like come running in, and I'm just looking at them like I, I didn't do anything. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. He's just like, got up and started yelling at the kids walking down the hall. And I thought for sure I would never be allowed back into yeah school. But anywho, well, good, good stuff. So yeah, man, that's 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 it. That's what uh, that's what I got going on. Um, I saw I saw yesterday. I'm sure. Do you have this pulled up? Ohio's week long deer gun season hunting results. So uh orange army i went out a couple of times andrew i i had i did have uh a couple of does in the area i i i uh the place i was hunting i i didn't have any there's like a house like kind of close and so all the does like hang you know they, they come over and they hang out and they're just always in that area but these people have horses and i you know i just didn't i i felt like I felt weird just getting close to the, and, and I wouldn't have shot towards the house of the horses. That's not what I'm saying, but just like, like shooting, like close to the horses, I, I would have felt weird. Uh, you know, I don't want to like spook a horse. So m- I'm saying all of that to say that I had to kind of hunt farther away and I never had a doe close, close enough to shoot uh, with, with the old Browning. So uh, no deers for me. It looks like uh, people in the state did. Um, they've been smacking them around so a little a little drop from the three-year average a little drop from last year but so uh you, you, you killers you got seventy thousand one hundred and eighteen deer during the uh one week gun season here in the state of ohio so that was uh 25,044 bucks yep which is 36 percent of the harvest and forty-five thousand seventy-four analyst deer 64 percent of the harvest um, that does include those and button bucks. So top 10 counties, you, you got it. You got the list. You want to read them? Give me a uh, one quick thought on that. I wonder yeah. if the, that seems like, uh, the, the ratio of, of bucks at those or antler to antler less, um, seems high in the, in the way of antler list deer. I wonder if that's normal during gun season that we have that. I, I don't know if I've ever noticed that. I don't know. I, I know Tonk has talked about like the overall harvest what he wants to see um but it does seem it does seem high i mean in general we do about 50 50 right um yeah so that one's 64 yeah that's interesting i mean i talk clint mccoy see what he's got all right so top 10 counties uh let's see here harrison 10 lincoln county number nine washington county guernsey county carroll county knox county Muskingum at number four, Ashtabula County, no surprise there. Tuscaroras County uh, at number two. And number one, Kang, champ is here. The champ is back, Shockton County. Yeah, and they were the king last year as uh, well. Yeah, every year. Damn guy. Killing all the deers. Well, yeah, 2,441 deer checked in Shockton uh, and 2,260 checked in. Um, to scores so pretty close good work everyone uh you get uh you get a second gun weekend here coming up everyone uh if you still got a tag left participate in that what is that? that's like the weekend before christmas and then there's no i think it's the uh, 16th and 17th here we go yep 16th and 17th is your extra gun weekend uh muzzle loader season starts january uh 6th and runs through the 9th so I got speaking of muzzleloader season. I thought it was fifth to seventh, but um, you know we got a we got a Kentucky visitor coming north to do some some waterfowl hunting with me those days. So that ought to be fun. Can't be fun. Uh, can't wait for that. So uh, anything else you see in the news there, months? 
couple quick um, things. Uh, ODNR is launching a new website for accessing groundwater data. So if that is pertinent to you. Um, if you're on a golf all, course, it's pertinent. Keep that in yeah. mind. OhioDNR.gov uh, for more information. Uh, ODNR to present two schools with trees to textbooks funding. Um, yeah, let's see what else here. So just a couple a couple weeks ago, I was up at Shreve Lake, and uh, there's this dam, and and my buddy Ben and I, we were uh, Ben is like an expert level birder, which is pretty neat, man. Like it's it's not, not something that I've done much other than like birding turkeys. Um, and so we went, like, we were out just poking around in the marshes up there, uh, out by Mohican. All, all of our families went up, and uh, we went to, we just found this, like, Shreve Lake, and it was just, like, this sad, empty lake. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? And then when we, we read that the state tore the dam down. There were some dam issues, some some safety issues, so they tore it, and they're rebuilding it, um, and they're, the renovation is in progress at Shreve Lake. So if you're in that area, um Man, if they keep the trees there, there's a bunch of trees like on the side, like right along the dam. Dude, that's gonna be crappy heaven. That's Very the only thing cool. I got. Yep, pretty cool. So what else you got? Um, ODNR helps communities hit the trails through new grant projects. So lots of money being dished out for new grant products projects. Excuse me. The city of Toledo, um, Ottawa. We got the city of Westerville, the Ohio to Erie Trail, uh, Metro Parks of Butler County, Gilmore Water. Wetland, Boardwalks, Great Parks of Hamilton County, Village of Magador, Conneaut Township Park. Mm, that's how uh, you Western, Yeah. Western Reserve Land Conservancy, the Village of Arcanum, the Village of North Lewisburg, USDA Forest Service, uh, Wayne National Forest in Athens, another one in the Ironton Ranger District, and then uh, another one for educational brochures. But there you go. There's where some of your uh, you can look up those projects if there's one in your area and see what they're doing. Uh, but I think that's about it, Paul. When it comes to news things, um, yeah. real quick on, on thanks to our partners, we've got Go Wild Time Go Wild.com. Thank you to those guys so much for everything they do. Go check it out if you're not on there. I need to get on there, and um, I'm sure there's lots of harvest. Like on this trip, I was just on. I, had, I literally had no cell phone service and. It's one of those things like this is going to come off as a total millennial comment or whatever, but like uh, to be cut off from communication completely is uh, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. And it's a, it's a challenge um, because you are so used to that. So anyways, I need to get back into go wild and uh, we thank you. Those guys. Thanks over to the guys at blackgate hunting.com. Right. Um, the trail cameras still getting pictures popping up on, on the thing. I switched the one camera over to the video mode, um, trying to figure out if uh, certain deer are still around and uh, how they're moving. If I get a chance to get back out, I got a few things coming up here where I'm not going to be able to hunt too much, but um, black eight hunting cameras are top notch, man. Like yeah, we've seen they're legit. Everybody yeah, they're legit. loves them. Uh, O2 podcast will save you 10%. What else we got? X Vision, thermal optics stuff. That season is coming up, so pretty excited about that. What one. season's coming up? Shooting, shooting coyote season. That's what's coming season. up. Yep. Um, still waiting on my suppressor. Waiting for that call. Um, but yeah, check out xvisionoptics.com. And finally, last but not least, Timber Ninja uh, for free shipping. The code is Ohio, and I hope you guys saw that they had some Black Friday deals. 
where you, I think they were doing ten percent, not anymore. But um, they don't usually put stuff on sale because, but it's super top notch. Love that saddle, love sticks. Everything I've had uh, from them is exceptional, exceptional, uh, you know, yeah. USA made stuff. So yeah, and check out check out the shop, the Holler Shop on the O two Podcast Literally everything that we just talked about. Yes, except for black yeah. you can purchase on our website correct and i shouldn't say last but not least but when i've got one more but the deer nuts deernuts.com slash ohio um man love those things i need to get more yeah. that's the problem right you now said you is, can get them you can get them at tsc where else i think so uh rural king stuff like that rural and king. i they have it all on their website where you can buy it now we just got a tsc in our town right and yeah. i don't know why i don't know if it's a smaller store or if they're just not fully stocked or what but uh, every time I run in there for chicken and rabbit food and stuff, um, I look and they don't have them there yet. But I need to. Oh, it's because these these deer killing people here in our county are buying up all the deer nuts. That's, That's why. Probably. <laughs> uh, but I really, you know, it's it's like a dog looks like dog food, but it's a you know this nice nugget. And those deer, they are on them, man, and they keep coming back. Um, I do mix it with a little bit of corn just to buffer it, but like uh, seeing what's what's coming through. Get them to stop in front of the camera, and then uh, like yeah, fat so. into Chinese buffet. They love it. You keep yeah. doing that. You you put a couple piles out there. You're gonna start getting those big fat deer. You know that like they're all necks are all huge and their bellies are all balked out. Look, have you seen those? Those yes. online. With, I love them. Yes, the I problem, couldn't shoot a deer like that. What's that? <clears throat> My problem is the the field behind me still has standing corn. I yeah. don't know if they're going to ever take that down. And that is stupid annoying. Like, yeah. stupid annoying. Well, I, 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 we, I know for a fact we have some farmers that listen to this show. Uh, I want, I like, uh, we've heard just like, because we're not farmers, man. We're, we're, you know, we're far, far removed from, from the ag community. Um, but you just hear like, like reasons why. I want to know why the, we've heard like there's pricing issues and distribution issues. I don't know. And someone, someone, Someone message us. I'd like to, I'd like to know. There is one more thing I want to talk about. Um, we've had him on the show, Jeremy Corber, our buddy from Fit to Hunt. He's got a um, a really neat, like, uh, tis the season to stay, to stay fit. Uh, it's just a blog article. talks about, um, like, like turkey hunting exercises, deer hunting. And it's not just, in, in, and, I'm, and I'm in this. So this is like a, like a, a shameless plug here. Um, but this is like the exercise, the fitness and everything months. It is a very instrumental part of your life. I've lost a ton of weight over the last couple of years, really since we started doing this and it has impact, uh, impacted my life positively. Uh, still not there. Um, but just, just to check out stay fit to hunt. He's got some really cool, just like at home programs. Um, if, if you want, that's that time of year, man, where people start making, what are they resolutions? Yeah. So, and that, do, you know, so do it before new year so that you're not that guy. That's like new year's resolution. Well, while you're on this topic, uh, it that yeah. is that is great, right? So this will launch December seventh. You basically have one month before news resolutions start, and uh, I'm not big on New Year's resolutions because to me, if you got something you need to fix, just start today, right? Uh, but it's we'll talk about this a little bit on my trip to Pennsylvania. I consider myself in decent shape, and uh, that was different that those are mountains and those are that's a different kind of shape and you have uh you know so if it, i know our buddy b brian hall up there in um up towards northwest ohio is planning we're 
try to go to Colorado next year to hunt. And he's been working hard and, and basically rucking and, and walking and losing weight and all that kind of stuff. You have got to get your body in shape for whatever you're going to do. If you're planning on a trip out of state or to any, anywhere, if you're, in, if you're a flatlander of Western Ohio and you want to go Southeast next year, you need to get ready for that. You cannot just jump into it. And we've talked, you know, dragging that deer out of Drummond. You know, that was one of the hardest things I felt like I've ever done, pulling it out of that swamp. And, um, but your body was there when you needed it most. And that's what I, and that, like when I work out and stuff all year long, I don't really have, I don't have a reason to work out. I, I shouldn't say that no. besides overall physical health, but sure, like, sure, um, sure. it is, it is getting ready for the ability to drag that deer out. Right. Yeah. Um, in that situation, you couldn't drive your truck right up to the deer or drive, you know, the gator right up to the gear, to the deer. You have got to be ready for that. If you're climbing a tree, it takes muscle stability and everything else to go up the tree. Any of it, any of it, like walking out, you don't want to be completely winded and you want to be focused and all that kind of stuff. So think about that, right? And, and Jeremy's programs are great. They're going to be a way to get you started down that path. And even though, you know, like I said, if I... I do something. I'm going to do it tomorrow, right? If I need to do something, I'm going to do it tomorrow. But you got a month to think about it and research it, figure it out. Yeah, and let's go. And it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a big bite. That's the one thing that always intimidated me. Because, dude, I was like 325 pounds. Like I was. It was insane. You just get intimidated of the gym. You get intimidated of exercise. It's not. It doesn't have to be like that. Intimidated of like alter diets and small incremental changes that i've made to my life that have helped me um and i see them just in, in in my energy with my kid and i'm not a i'm not i'm not like a picture perfect of health like do i get a little belly you know i got a little turkey chin here you know but it has improved my hunting dramatically dramatically over the last like two and a half years so yeah. that's what it's about man you know it's about being being healthy for yourself for your kids uh but i mean really I just want to be able to climb a bunch of hills and drag you out. That's it. So right. there you go. That's it. That's all we got. So this week we're going to talk a little bit about um, my trip over to Pennsylvania and kind of out of state hunting in general. So on, you know, talking about the fitness, and, <coughs> excuse me, uh, fitness and stuff. It's a big part of it. Um, but I'll just kind of tell you the story uh, of, of what happened. Paul, there's some, uh, there was a lot of fun and it was a good trip. So let's see. Last week I, I went over and I, uh, this is the second year I've been over to visit with our buddy Mitchell, uh, from the Pennsylvania woodsman podcast. If you don't listen to Mitchell, I highly suggest you do. The dude is knocking it out of the park. He is putting out so much content. He's got great interviews and the dude is sharp. He's a killer and he is very good. We've had him on talk about food plots and stuff, but he is, uh, Mitch is the man. Yeah. He's Mitch great. Is. So their cabin, you know, I, I can't even give you like an exact location. We're just going to call it like North Central Eastern ish Pennsylvania, right? And it always amazes me how big of a state Pennsylvania is. And yeah. um, so rural, right? So rural. And obviously, you know, we are flatlanders compared to what, what they're doing over there. Um, and uh, so the drive over there is very scenic, it's beautiful. All that kind of stuff. So, like I mentioned earlier, the first thing uh, when you know you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy, is there is no cell phone service. Like you, they don't have Wi-Fi at that cabin. Uh, there is a satellite TV there, but like um, obviously you're not there to watch TV. So, 
you're cut off, right? And you can go down to the bottom of the hill and you had, I don't know, I think about a 10 minute drive before you catch a bar on your phone. Um, you're done, right? So that was, uh, that's a big part of it. I was there, what, we hunted Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And Wednesday is very uneventful. Well, let me start. The When I was heading up the hill, it's dark. It's all stuff. Beautiful moon out that night. I go up this hill. There's a tree in the middle of the road. Okay? Yeah, of course. And not just a tree, but the tree is on power line. And I'm like, I stop and I'm looking at it. And it's at an angle where like, I'm thinking, well, I could probably drive underneath it, which is a terrible idea, right? Or I'm going to have to go in somebody's yard. Um, I'm not good at making these decisions of what to do. So I, I stop and luckily, luckily, because this is not a road that's traveled very much, a car comes up behind me and I get out and I'm like, Hey man, I'm just here trying to get to deer camp. But like, I don't know what to do about this tree. I don't know if it's been here for a while. And he's like, Nope, I live here. It just came down. Must've just come down because it wasn't here when I left an hour ago or whatever. And, uh, I'm like, well, what do we do? Right. And uh, he's like, uh, I'm just going to drive through this yard. So I'm like, okay. So we just drove through this yard. Uh, kind of felt bad about that, but it took a day you, or two before that tree got you run it up. Um, I don't think so. It wasn't real wet at that point. Yeah. But I did feel bad. Although if there is one thing I know how to fix, it is ruts in the yard. Um, so <laughs> sending some grass seed people. Um, right. Anyways, get to camp. And then Wednesday morning went out, um, Mitch didn't get there until Thursday. He was working or whatever. So I was there with a couple of the other guys. We went out Wednesday morning. Um, man, this is one of those things. When, it talk, when you talk about going out of state, being in areas you're not familiar with. Um, I had this idea, this grandiose idea. I'm just going to put everything on my back. I'm going to pack in. I'm going to climb a tree. I'm going to shoot a deer, drag it downhill. And when we were looking at the map of where we we're going to go and stuff, I was basically going to post up on this ridge. And I don't know how many feet elevation change. It was well over 100. I know that like you had to go up. and but It was probably a mile, maybe two. Eh, it wasn't two miles back in there. Call it a mile. Mile back up in the hill and everything as far as, you know, traversing back and forth. But it was uphill. And it's, it's, it's a different type of strain on your body. Of course, I was overdressed when I started, stopped about partway up, basically got down to my base layers um, so that I wasn't sweating too much, but I'd already started. So that was part of the problem. I get all the way up the, tr the tree. I climb the tree. Uh, I ended up getting redressed in the tree in the saddle, which was interesting. It was doable, uh, maybe not completely perfect, but it was safe and it was warm enough. And I sat there until about noon because, and I was miserable, man. It was between being wet and it was cold. It was like 25 degrees. Um, I was warm enough, but it wasn't comfortable. I had a cold coming on, which is, you can hear it a little bit, but, um, so I don't know what the hell was going on. I just, I felt like garbage. And eventually about noon, I got down and, uh, I went back to the truck. Um, I tried no cell phone service. I tried to radio it two-way radios, tried to radio the guy I was with and tell him like, Hey, I was coming down his radio died. So he was, that was turned off. Anyways, I went back to the truck. I sat there and slept for like four hours off and on just because it was, you felt, it was one of those things I felt really bad. Like, dude, you drove all the way over here. You have this opportunity. You need to be in the woods, but 
I was so worn out. I was tired. I was, everything, like nothing was good in that situation. So I kind of was like, I'm going to bite the bullet and just, I'm going to just try to catch, get my body under, under control. Cause I knew Thursday and Friday would be big days. So that was Wednesday. Um, nothing else really exciting happened there. Thursday, Mitch is up. A couple of the other guys came up. We had 12 guys or something like that. We started doing these little pushes through the, through the woods. And we're talking, I think I heard Mitchell say it's like 65,000 acres of state forest land, something like that. But like, um, we got lots of room to move. Uh, there were a handful of other hunters out or trucks parked in these areas, but not, not a ton. Uh, and he's got his little honey hole spots where we've had success in the past. And, uh, kind of some of the, there had been guys up there earlier in the week that had been scouting, Dude, I will tell you, um, the the sign is there, right? And all these spots um, that we were really going through, some of the biggest rubs I've ever seen. Did I send you the? I sent you the picture. You of the did. One. I, oh, it was amazing. Tell you, couldn't tell you if it was a bear or a, a deer. It was huge. But I, everybody I've talked to was like, "That's not bear. That's not bear. Don't do that." I'm like, "Okay," but I mean, like, the, there's quarter inch gashes in this tree, and the tree itself was. It's a Bigger than normal caliber tree. Yeah. Well, outside my hand, I don't know. Um, huge, huge, huge rub. Anyways, uh, good scrapes, good all that kind of stuff. We didn't have a whole lot of success on Thursday. We did, I don't know, four or five different little pushes. Some guys saw a deer. I don't even know if anybody shot at any that day. Um, but these mountain bucks, man, they're just elusive and uh, mountain deer in general. Now, interesting part of where we were at you had a lot of i had everybody basically had doe tags um bear season's still open so if you pop a bear out you can shoot the bear and a lot of these guys are huge bear hunters which paul you want to talk about something cool that listening to those guys talk about bears um that was something i was like we need to try this Uh, yeah actually i'm down go for bears but then when it came to antler deer they have the antler point restrictions, right? So that'll play in the, the stories later. But uh, you got to have three antler points on the side. So very similar to what we dealt with in Drummond. Um, not something you know. Unf- I'm unfamiliar with. That's a um, Pennsylvania law. That it, I shouldn't say it's not the entire state. There's a couple different variations of it. But where we were at, three points, and that was what was legal. So Thursday comes and goes. Not a whole lot of action there but it was good to get out and we were talking about the fitness side of things so one at one point mitch we're walking back and we're going to be the drivers there was like four of us and he's like all right here's what you're going to do we're on top of the we're on top of the mountain he's like we're going to go to the top of the mountain two guys are going to push the basically the top of the mountain Mitch is going to kind of push right on the edge of the ridge. And then I was going to go drop down and then push the base of this ridge. And we got guys over here. He's like, you're going to wrap around the mountain and we'll push them that way. And he, we get up there and he's like, all right, this is where you're going to go down. When you get down to that flat area, then you can start working this, this base of this mountain. And I look and I'm like, Mitch, this is a, this is a freaking cliff, man. <laughs> like you're sending me off the side of a cliff. He goes, Psh, that's not a cliff. I'm like, okay, well, that's pretty steep. Uh, so it wasn't a cliff, but I mean, there's nothing like that in central Ohio. I will tell you that. And, uh, or most places I've hunted in Ohio. So I, I slowly eased down this hill and I 
my body held up mostly besides the whole like feeling sick part uh it held up pretty good but man the joints ankles knees heels my achilles heel my heels man um calves that kind of stuff we talk about being in shape for different terrains and different uh out-of-state hunting opportunities it's little things like that that i wouldn't have ever thought you know I, you can build big muscles but sometimes it's those little things you got to focus on um anyways so i get to the bottom of the hill mitch radios me he's like all right you're at the flat area go ahead and start working around and i would look and i swear to god i'm still standing at like a 45 degree angle i'm like mitch this isn't flat okay your definition of flat and my definition of flat totally different um he's like yeah just start moving you know whatever gives me hell about that so um i worked my way around and the rocks they're all everything you're walking on is rock covered in moss and wet leaves Mm. Mm, it's just great it might as well be ice dude you i feel like i need i need my boots needed to have a lot more um stability but yeah it was that was um from a physical aspect that was a challenge but we survived get through thursday Friday's when all the action happens, and uh, I think I posted most. Mitch posted pictures uh, to his page on Instagram, and I, I shared them. But we started the first day. This day they have a different camp, another camp come down, brother-in-law's camp or something like that. They come down. They bring about ten more guys. So now I think we're I think we're at like twenty-one or twenty-two total. Um, I think the law in Pennsylvania is 25 people can be in a group. Um, but again, we do this whole thing. Got, Mitch has these huge maps pulled up. This is how we're going to p- post it up. We're on a tailgate going through and pushing. And, you know, I, I equivalent it to kind of like, I think last year, um, Mitch is like the general. And then he's got like his little, you know, whatever assistant generals. I'm not a, into the hierarchy of the military, but like, uh, and then, you know, all right, you're going to take these three guys and you're going to go these three guys and you know, whatever. And it's just, it's very well orchestrated and he does a great job of making sure everything's done right and safe and everybody's on the same page. So we get put up. Um, I think I was a sitter on the first one and they hadn't even started driving yet. And there's a guy that's two people down from me and his name's Anthony and Anthony, I, I feel his pain, right? He's been on kind of the struggle bus of hunting I don't think he grew up with it. He's trying to learn it. Uh, he's a couple years last year. He he took a doe, but it had been injured. Somebody else had shot it, and it was kind of had been slowed down big time for before he put it down. So he kind of gave him grief about that. Um, you know that his actual first deer wasn't actually his, whatever. But so Anthony, I was really cheering for him to get a deer uh, to get out, that monkey off his back. And he's so excited about it. man. Him and I were looking at trail cam pictures together. And what is he? He's about 27, I think he said. So he's a little bit younger than us. But like, um, I was cheering for Anthony. And the drive hadn't even started. It's dead quiet in the woods, like just sitting there getting ready. All of a sudden, kaboom! Right, one shot. And it was about you know two people down from that. I'm like on the radio. Anthony, was that you? Uh, you know, trying to figure out what happens, trying to, I did actually have service at that point, trying to shoot him a text. Did you shoot? Did you shoot? Well, he's not responding. Nobody's responding. His, his battery was dead. He didn't have his phone on him and his radio didn't work. Um, and, uh, I don't know. They pushed the rest of that drive. So I was very excited to go find out who shot. And, uh, sure enough, it was, it was Anthony and he got a buck that had just really came out on his own. It wasn't part of the drive. 
Um, and I want to say it was an eight point nice mountain buck for, for up there. Uh, and he, he put a hell of a shot on it and, uh, it's, it's funny. Why it's not funny. Um, kind of funny, uh, watching people got deer for the first time and he was, no, he was real nervous about it, but man, he did a great job and he was actually pretty quick and it was very clean. So, uh, Mitch and, and, uh, a guy named Mark were helping him with that. He had, he had it, man, he had the best thing. He was the first one to get out of the sitter to sit down. The deer he shot ran towards the road and the drag was downhill. It was like a 50 yard downhill drag. I'm like, dude, you couldn't have done that any better. So he, uh, congrats to Anthony. And, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. The next part of it, and then I'll just highlight the, the big parts here, but like, um, we had a different aspect of this, right? Uh, we got put on a drive. I'm sitting at the top of this Ridge. I can see pretty well, although that Friday we were getting a lot of rain and then the mountains, you get the fog. So there's definitely an element of weather that comes into this. And we were trying, you were, it was raining enough where it was annoying for a little bit, but it didn't ruin everything. And I see this, these guys are pushing and I see this deer come over the ridge and he's in my view for a moment, a couple moments. And I get him up in the scope. And about the time I realized that he was a legal deer, what I thought he, he jumped into was this brush. And the next guy down from me, Darren sees him, shoots him done. That deer's done. Um, I just couldn't, I'm very gun shy when it comes to the, is it legal? Is it not legal idea? So I wasn't going to start throwing lead at something that I can't tell you if it's legal or not. And, um, and that's fine. I, I have some, you know, ability to, to, with, to, not pull the trigger um contrary to what glenn might say uh darren shoots this deer paul and it is down in the bottom of the holler and when i say that i saw that deer disappear in a brush he didn't disappear in a brush he literally went off the side of the cliff like oh my gosh well once I figured out, once I got down to this hill, because I had to then I started going down and all of a sudden I get to this ridge and I'm like, holy crap, this is like this isn't like find your next way down. This is a straight rock face. Like I don't know how this deer it it billy go to this side of this hill. And um so anyways, like I, that was a legit cliff. It wasn't that far, probably twenty feet or something, but it was still like, how the hell did this deer get down here? Anyways, it ends up of course in the like the very bottom. So three or four or five of us <clears throat> teamed up to just drag this thing up the hill. And that was tough, right? If you had been there by yourself, there's no way you're doing that unless you're packing it out. You're just not, it wasn't, wasn't feasible or it was going to take you 10 years to get it out of there. Um, but this is, this is where Paul can wake up and love life. <laughs> as I'm sitting, as I'm sitting on this perch on yeah. top of this ridge, after, I think it was after that deer got shot as the guys were moving through. All of a sudden, something catches my eye, Paul. I haven't told you this. And I look, and here's a turkey. And it hops over the log. And another turkey, another turkey, another, 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 another. another. Okay. I, 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 I didn't count them all, right? There were so many. All these turkeys just hopping up the, it came up the ridge, hopped over this log, up this ridge. 
somewhere along the way, I don't know if it was the drivers or something, something spooks these birds. Now, I'm on top of a mountain, right? Big valley. I got guys down here. And then it goes up into the other hills. The birds are up here with me. And they weren't far. I mean, they were under 50 yards from me. Something spooks them. 27 turkeys take off and fly. I think is what Mitchell counted. 27 across this mountain, right? It was so cool watching them all fly across uh, and just soar. And then as the drivers got closer, another like group of 20 flew. So we had like 50 birds there and about that went flying across this, you know, mountain valley. And that was super, super cool. Uh, and I was sitting there. I wish I had videotaped it for you because you'd have just loved it. But I was like, oh, Paul, Paul's getting to me. And then I'm really excited. <laughs> it's about a beautiful thing. Flying off. But that was really good to see. And um, those were the only turkeys we saw on that trip. But I've never seen them in, in a flock so big. That's good. That's good to hear, man. There's been some population challenges uh, in that area of PA. So, yeah. so love it. Um, the end of the story, I mean, for me, is that uh, the last, I guess it was about the last drive we did, we had set up as a sitter again, and um, me and two other guys are walking in. We just got them off the road. We're diving down into this bowl. I was going to be the top sitter. They're like, all right, here, Andrew, you, you go here. They call me Ohio. Ohio, you, you sit here. Uh, so I'm like walking. I see this log that I'm going to post up kind of behind. Um. I, I barely had gotten, even, I don't even think I'd gotten set. Like I wasn't really ready. Um, and I, the other guys are walking down the, the ridge and I, I hear something. I look over and here comes a deer coming at me. Now I probably should have realized it was a buck because it was by itself. But in the moment you're kind of like, that's a deer, right? I hadn't seen much. I'd seen the one come over the cliff. Uh, and then that was about it. Uh, they just hadn't been pushed by me. Uh, I didn't see, doe. I didn't think I saw a doe the whole time, but um, and I see it. I'm like, oh shoot, that's a deer. Pull up in my scope. I'm trying to look at it. Now at this point it stops and it's behind brush. Again, we're on the antler point thing. So I'm sitting there trying to find them. Where are the antlers? Where are the antlers? About, and then he, this deer has stopped and he is watching our other guys walk down the ridge. I don't know that they knew he was there. I don't think our guys knew he was there, but the deer sure as hell knew they were there and he's watching them. And about the time that he turns to bolt away from them is when I realize he's legal. That's when I let off the shot. At that point, everything has just gone haywire. I missed. Okay. He goes running. I, I swing, you know, trying to do it in a safe manner. Know where everybody's at. Um, I did shoot at him again. I did not get him. Uh, they're absolutely, he was hundred percent fine. Um, he lives another day and hopefully we see him next year because it'd be bigger. But like that was um, one of those moments where I had a doe tag, I had a, a buck tag, but I just, if I couldn't tell you that it was a legal buck, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. If I just, if I had known when he was stopped, that that should have been an easy 50 yard shot, but that happens and uh, live and learn. Um, just calm down in the moment, right? Maybe How? I got a little excited. So hunting tough. Couple guys got some deer. That's good. Yeah. But deer camp vibe. What was it like? Great. Yeah. Great. Those guys are super, super positive um, and a lot of fun. So they play some cards, drink a couple beers. Um, 
told a lot of stories. Uh, Mitch's that camp has been there for a while, but I think it went through a point of maybe you know, where it needed to be revived. So they've been working to get you know guys back up there as as people have gotten you know Mitch has gotten out of college and gotten a job and has got buddies and different things like that. So um, you know, just going through stories from past years uh, that they've been doing it. Good food. I will say, man, there's some there's some stuff. I've eaten a lot of food in my life. My parents owned a restaurant and that was kind of mom and dad's thing. When we travel, we'd always eat different foods and, and stuff. But they they always seem to make something that I've never had before. Last year it was Scrapple. Maybe we were at Scrapple. Oh, Scrapple's a classic. Oh yeah, I've had Scrapple. Get up. I didn't have it this year. But the uh what do we have? We had they called it Pennsylvania pot pie or something like that. It was basically like a turkey noodle soup, but man, that was so good. I think I ate like three bowls of that on uh, Friday night, and yeah, lots of they made some patty melts and played played a game called Thirty One. Was like a card game that was fun. So the the vibe was great, man, and it's uh it's a lot of fun just having everybody there, and they they love to ask questions about Ohio, uh, get a little bit of razzing for the Buckeyes, but as long as we we beat Penn State, it's it's that's comfortable, right? Yeah, suck on that, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it was, it was great, and they're super Good accommodating, deal. and um, and it's it, you know it's interesting. There's things. The one guy he was leaving to go to New Jersey this week for bear camp. You're like I don't know anybody else who does that. Um, so yeah, that was good. That's awesome. All right, Mitch, if you're listening, spring 2024 turkey camp. There you go do it there you go good but. stuff well good story man it's always uh deer camp's always special regardless of how many deer you come home man it's just the it's just fun it's fun time so camaraderie and new friends and yeah yep so good stuff yeah, and, and i encourage you. like you and i talked a little bit like people i know we're kind of coming up on the end of, of season stuff here but next year this year we we focused a lot and and this fall about hunting different states different opportunities you don't have to have a deer camp to go to go out of state. Uh, there's plenty of opportunities. I, I highly suggest you go do it because I think it makes you a better hunter. Uh, it challenges you. Uh, it's not just going out and waddling out to the same old stand. Uh, I think it can it can teach you a lot. And I, that's one thing when I go to these. When I've been to Pennsylvania for years, I always try to come back with with kind of a a thought, kind of a um, on the more mental side of things. I don't know. This year it was kind of. When you get your shot, you need to get your shit together, right? You got to be prepared. Uh, I wasn't. So this year, when I get shots on and life, I need to be prepared. Um, but the, it's it's one of those things. I think really take this off season, you know, and maybe turkey hunting is a great great way to do it because you can get out and you can wander the woods a little bit. And I'm speaking from the deer perspective, right? Obviously, you're all about the the turkey hunting side of things. But spring's great time. Go for a weekend you know, in another state, do some scouting, get some ideas, get comfortable with the train, figure out what you need gear wise, figure out what, you know, what you need to work on phys- physically. And then next fall, make that dive and go find a place yeah. in a different state and challenge yourself. Like, yeah. it's good. And you can do it. You can do it very affordable. It's very. not, yeah. It's not like some of these elk tags that are thousand dollars. I mean, it's, it's, right. yeah, you, you, you can, you can, it's what we do. We try to keep yep. it as, as reasonable as possible. So you got anything else, my friend? That's it, man. It's time to start the day. Got to go wake the kids up and That's uh, it. I, 
I, I hope I don't hear the pitter patter of little feet uh, upstairs yet. Uh, so they're probably going to miss the bus. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paul, that until the, the wheels on the bus song comes on. Oh, I got yeah. That, sorry. That, that one night I was at your house and uh, I was sleeping on the couch and like, yeah, we were um, out of town. You're out of town. The house sitting or something like that. But the, yeah. um, all of a sudden I wake up to the Alexa or something must have been, mm-hmm. uh, has a, like a, a alarm set. Yeah. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is that? <laughs> and it was, it was your guys' alarm to get out the door for the bus. And I was yeah. scared the shit out of me. Oh, that's funny. Good stuff. I wish I could have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, well, appreciate you guys listening to the show. Check out the O2podcast.com. Click on the shop tab. There's some really cool uh, gear up there for your hunting, uh, camping, hiking needs. So thanks so much for the support of the show. And, uh, Check us out, the.o2.podcast on Instagram, o2podcast on Go Wild. Thanks, Thanks guys. everybody.